Hello and welcome to the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. My name is Rim. I'm an artist, a certified life coach and an NLP practitioner and the creator of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Retreats. Passionate about celebrating joy and beauty in the everyday, especially when things are falling apart, I'm insatiably curious about human nature into the world with reverence, awe and a sense of wonder. Tune in for stories exploring healing through creativity, art, embracing sensitivity and navigating the subconscious mind. I'll talk about the struggles that highly sensitive and creative people face and share my experiences, insights and favorite tools along the way. I'm here to empower you to turn what we often deem to be a curse into your biggest gift. I believe that the more we create together, the more we heal the world. So let's dive in! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered, Sensitive and Creative Podcast. I'm so happy and grateful for you tuning in. Today I want to talk about a topic that seems to be almost everywhere these days. Um, but first I want to tell you something amazing that happened today. I manifested the best lunch ever. Like total manifestation alert. But don't worry, I'm going to share with you the exact process I used to manifest the best lunch ever. So that you can too manifest the best lunch ever. So... I've been thinking about how cool it would be to have lunch on the beach and, you know, I'm thinking like feet on the sand, barbecue chicken, salad, french fries, something relaxed, something chilled. So what I did is I wrote a list of my ideal beachside lunch and then I closed my eyes and I visualized it and I felt like the universe is going to provide. And then... I opened Facebook and I went to see on the lo local groups where, you know, where they recommend some restaurants and nice stuff to do in the area. Then I scrolled to see if there was anything nice. There were a few recommendations. So then I searched these recommendations on Google Maps and I checked the reviews and I found one seaside restaurant that seemed quite cool. So I drove there and it looked nice. <gasps> so I was like, Wow. So then I ordered the chicken. There was barbecue chicken and salad and fries. Woo! And I was like, wow, the universe really has my back. I feel so worthy and deserving right now. And then when the waiter brought the bill, I paid it. Total manifestation. So you see, you see the process. You see the steps I took. It's like literally... An amazing manifestation and you can do it too. You can use the same process to manifest everything you want in your life. Okay, <laughs> obviously I'm joking. <laughs> But, you know, it seems impossible to escape this idea of this notion of manifestation these days. I see everywhere popping on Instagram and Facebook, in books, in everywhere. In <laughs> if you want to, even in TV series and films and stuff, it's all about 
if you want to manifest this, manifest that, do this, do that. How I manifested my million dollar house. <laughs> How I manifested my white Tesla, my dream partner, blah, 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 blah. In five minutes, you can do just, you can do the same just in, if you follow these three steps. And I can understand the appeal of this notion, manifesting and... Like, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm not saying we cannot manifest things. We do manifest. I mean, manifestation is real. But I think nowadays it's kind of a, like an umbrella world, a world that is used for pretty much everything and nothing at the same time. It doesn't really mean anything anymore. And I think it's a waste of time. And like focusing on manifestation, I mean, it's a waste of time and it can become downright toxic and damaging. Honestly, I think it's dangerous for everyone to focus, to hyper-focus on manifestation. But obviously, as a highly sensitive person, I want to focus on that, on the perspective, a perspective from a highly sensitive person point of view. I think it's even more dangerous for health, for mental health, I mean, because we do take things it's not that we are more serious not at all <laughs> we can see the humor in things of course but how can i say i think we can get caught more easily into the well into all the things i'm gonna talk about today <laughs> so my first point is i think manifestation culture exacerbates uh materialistic materialistically driven culture you know, while it's wonderful to own material things that make us feel good and allow us to experience cool things. Hello, Taurus Sun speaking here. Like, I love stuff. I'm not, I cannot deny this. I will not pretend to, to pretend differently because that would be hypocrite. I do like to have a quite a high <laughs> uh, quality of life and... I love everything artistic and design and comfortable and all of that. I like beauty. So I do like things. I do like the material world. But I don't believe it's healthy to super focus on acquiring things. Because at the end of the day, some of the best things in life are free. And when we think too much about what we want to manifest, especially when it's about manifesting physical things... I think because in a way it's supposed to be like a game. I mean, it's the message out there like, oh, it's fun and it's easy and it's simple. You can just manifest. Why buying things? You can just manifest them. It's actually a lie because <laughs> most of the time you kind of pay them. You have to buy them, you know, just like my silly example of the lunch. Yeah, I manifested the lunch, but it's not true. I just did the the work well it's not work but you know i thought oh i fancy eating a seaside lunch i fancy grilled chicken and i just took the time to look for what i wanted and i found what i wanted and i went and i ordered the damn thing and i paid for it um yes sometimes it can happen that i will get something special and a free gift or a synchronicity just something amazing that happened like last week i, I shared how i f adopted a dog like after so many years i found my dog so i could say oh i manifested my dog 
<laughs> because I set the intention that I wanted my do do my dog many years ago, and finally I manifested it. Yeah, could be, or but I don't think it's helpful to look through this uh, through this lens. And but I find it very navel grazing. It's kind of I think it feeds our. It's a way to feed our ego and to make everything about us. Like I manifested, I got things, I want this. And it's nice to get things, it's nice to want things. I'm not saying that, but we just always focus on that. I think we we, we can forget about the rest. <laughs> we can forget about others and others' free choices. And we can forget that everyone else and nature and plants and animals, they also all have their free will and they all have their own experience. It's not just me out in the universe manifesting stuff for me you see what I mean like in a way yes in the world we like I am me and I'm leading my life and obviously a lot of things are not real like it's a projection or perceptions and all of that but if we forget if I forget you and everyone else around and think about only what I'm getting I think it's becoming dangerous and it will make for a sorry it will make for um, a society that where people are alienated from each other because everybody's thinking about their own manifestation and what they can get and that's not healthy and that's i think it's a bit scary <laughs> for the future and another thing is like very often when we focus about manifesting it's more that we think that what we're trying to manifest is going to fill a void within us in, the, in this idea of we want more, always more. Why? You know, once you have a few great things, do you really need more? And and why do you have to manifest it? What's wrong with looking for it, doing the work, <laughs> spending time reading reviews, for example, and picking the right thing for you and actually paying for it? Yeah. It's like it's like a double-edged thing. Like in a way, I'm saying this because a lot of the people who talk about manifestation all the time, you know, many of them are this abundance coach charlatans, and with their get-rich schemes, it's like, oh, how I manifested a million dollars, or how I manifested my Tesla or whatever, and. In fact, they didn't manifest it. They sold people the belief that they would be in turn manifesting a million dollars themselves or a lot of money themselves. And they always claim that there's nothing wrong with money. Money is great and all of that, which is true. There's nothing wrong with money. But then if there's nothing wrong with money, what's wrong with actually purchasing things or buying things? Why do, you have to Why do you have to call it manifestation? And the danger is that it makes these people not accountable, not responsible, because they're selling this how to manifesting. And then if it doesn't work for you, they will say, oh, well, if it didn't work, then you didn't believe in it enough, or you didn't do it right, or you must have some blocks, or it's the mindset, or you had too much attachment and all of that. It's not my fault. So this is very dangerous for so many reasons. It leads to gaslighting and more gaslighting and even more gaslighting. And that leads to more shame, guilt and anxiety. And people start to feel unworthy because they attach their worth to how they can manifest or 
how much they can manifest because the idea of oh she manifested it so why do i have to work for it or why do i have to pay for it because she manifested it she did it right she's worthy and i'm not because i can't get it right which is total bullshit because <laughs> it's actually it's not true okay i'm i'm conscious that i'm <laughs> this episode is getting a bit like a rant but i've had it coming i've i've experienced it myself like I've, i'm Many years ago, I did fall in the trap of manifestation and I did learn some stuff from some of those coaches. I'm not, I'm not going to deny it, but I, after a while, I realized that actually I was manifesting great things in my life before I was paying attention to it. And the moment I started to learn about manifestation, I could not manifest things or I was only <laughs> manifesting more pain, more anxiety and my bank account was getting emptier and those coaches bank account were getting heavier fatter so i'm wondering if there is a correlation here but what really 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 drives me mad and really pisses me off is this dismissing and uh, total dismissal of the reality of the world and and all the injustice still prevalent in our days i read the other day a coach saying everything in your life including the things you don't like is a result of what you're subconsciously choosing attracting and attracted to and in theory maybe but I, i think it's not true because what about war what about terrible family trauma what about rape what about getting mugged or getting assaulted or having your house robbed is it something that you manifest it are you responsible for this really what about all the racism sexism ageism what about those coming from really really impoverished families and who didn't have access to education who didn't who like what so they attracted this because of their subconscious i think that's really irresponsible to say that and very often those who say that are people who come from privileged backgrounds so it's like very immoral it creates more separation like even more separation and it's and it makes these um, differences between people and their backgrounds and their situation even bigger it creates a bigger ba- uh, even a bigger gap and those who are really in need can feel so unheard and unseen and it can make their mental health even more unstable and make their anxiety skyrocket and feel more shame and because they are not because then how can they get what they want how can the situation change if everything they manifest comes from their subconscious i mean it's true that our subconscious is responsible for so many things in our world i'm not gonna deny that this is true but at the same time (laughs) we are not alone in the universe in the world and there are things that we cannot change at our level And it's also true that for some of us, some people, it's much harder to have access to wealth and to have access to wonderful travel experiences and so on and so on. It doesn't mean it's impossible. 
but it's harder and for some people it's easier. And many of those abundance coach or manifestation coach, they very often disguise, like I'm coming back to what I was saying earlier, they disguise this idea of, oh, I manifested this, uh, I'm thinking about a car because I saw a post on Instagram the other day about a young, I don't know how old she is, but maybe she's even not 25 and she was like, oh, I manifested my white Tessie. (laughs) She meant Tesla. And obviously, she didn't. She doesn't seem like she's done even a day of work in her life. She doesn't seem like she knows what that means. Actually working, actually learning things, <laughs> practicing things. I'm sure she, in fact, it's her daddy or her mommy or whoever who gave her the money. And, you know, good for her. I would, I would, I feel like, okay, good for her if she has family or sugar daddy or whoever who can give her that kind of money so that she can buy a Tesla. That makes her happy. But why this need of lying to people and pretending it's manifestation so that people will buy and pay for her for something that it's like buying wind? <laughs> Even wind is more interesting, I would say. Very often the the notion of manifestation is linked to the universe and then people make these claims uh, like the universe has your back, (laughs) set your intentions to the universe, write your list and the universe will bring to you what you want. The universe, the universe, the universe, the universe wants love and wants the best for you and okay that's a nice idea and it's reassuring, yes. I like the idea of a kind universe. But at the end of the day, is that really true? Who knows? Like, who are we (laughs) to declare what the universe wants for us? What if the universe was neutral? Because if the universe only wanted good things for us, then why would there be so many horrible things out there? And so many difficult things. I, I, I feel like, you know, it's like nature and life. It's neutral. There are good things and there is destruction and there are difficult things. And it's up to us to decide what we want to make out of our life and out of life. You know, this humanization of, or personification of the universe, I think it's a very, of course, it's a very human thing. But it's it's still this idea of naval it's like we are the center everything is about us as humans but i disagree it's not true we are not the center of the universe i think it's important to <laughs> to be humble here we are just part of it just like trees and flowers and countless and animals and countless other species it's humbling to remember to be reminded of that but also i think it gives us so much more meaning more meaning more responsibility and in a way more power it's more empowering so okay so you know you probably heard it is this um, idea of oh the universe is sending you a test you know when you want to manifest something and then you don't know if you've manifested or not you're like is it the right thing (gasps) did i manifest the right thing is it my actual manifestation or is it a test Mm. okay (laughs) but then i'm sorry it's the it's not university (laughs) the universe is not university if we attach too much importance to these ideas of passing tests then it's easy to think we fail tests as well and then there's this notion of looking out for the master the teacher to validate our behavior our thoughts our emotions our feelings our experiences oh my god 
that it's a lot that is being examined and tested and checked out and analyzed. It's stressful and so overwhelming. But it's also childish and patronizing at the same time and also quite egotistical, really. So what's the point? You know, it's like it's, it's coming back to the idea of needing external validation and checking if we behaved well. Did I do the work right? Did I do the right thing? Did I take the right action? <laughs> Did I think the right emotion? Oh my God, I just felt the wrong emotion. I felt the wrong thought. I took the wrong choice. So I'm not going to manifest it. I've, I'm going to be punished. This is so dangerous. And I have to say, this is exactly what I felt when I was part of this uh, manifestation course. Initially, it was quite exciting and like, oh, wow, I I'm finding a way to that makes sense. And it's so it's spiritual and it's self-work and I can manifest the life of my dreams. And then I realized quickly that it was a never, never, never ending loop of analyzing everything I was doing, everything, everything, everything. <laughs> and even not doing like even my thoughts, it's 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 it, it's because it can become an addiction. It can become dangerous and it feels so heavy, it can be so heavy. Life is not only about analyzing. I mean, it's useful and it's helpful to, to be mindful of your thoughts, your emotions and trying to do to take action that are good for you and aligned with what you want. You know, of course, I'm all for that, but it's so not important to obsess about it. And it's really important, especially for highly sensitive people who do have people pleasing tendency to stop looking for this validation for this analyzing and try to just be learn to be instead of focusing on being perfect and doing the right thing because there is no right thing it reinforces um, fear of being punished and that's a form of spiritual bypassing which is this tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds and unfinished developmental tasks. Um, this is the definition I found, like if you look on Wikipedia, spiritual bypass. When spiritual bypass is used as a long-term strategy for ignoring or suppressing unaddressed mental health issues, negative consequences can include the need to excessive, excessively control others and oneself, shame, anxiety, dichotomous thinking, emotional confusion, exaggerated tolerance of inappropriate behavior, codependence, compulsive kindness, obsession or addiction, spiritual narcissism, blind allegiance to charismatic teachers and disregard for personal responsibility. It is disempowering. What about work? When I say work, I'm not talking about hustling and workaholism, not at all. No, I'm talking about doing the things, <laughs> putting in the effort. What about making hard choices, taking risks, practicing, making mistakes, learning from them, doing courageous things? What about that? And that's the process. But when we are obsessed about the result, about the manifestation, getting there, we tend to forget the process. Yet I find the magic is in the process because all of these material things, they can be removed from us. Actually, even the relationships, they can be removed from us. We can lose our loved ones, but we'll still have gained the experience of the process. And this is what counts at the end of the day, because this is what makes us grow and 
learn and really experience life. Of course, the, the material things and the relationships are great. <laughs> But in the meantime, like in the process of getting there, what happens then if we just think about once we manifest a thing? And what if you don't get what you want? If you don't manage to manifest that thing? What does that say? If, we, if you focus on the process instead, even if you don't get what you want, you would still have gained experience and wisdom from that process. And this process, what is it? <laughs> For me, I prefer to think about it as creation. Even I like the idea of co-creation because, well, okay, so the idea of creating speaks more to self-leadership and empowerment and it makes the no this notion more tangible. So, you know, in that case, I can ask myself these questions like, what do I want to create? What do I want to give life to? And then the idea of co-creating seems even more inspiring because you know I, i see it like that like life is creation and it's doing its own creating and at the same time me as a person i'm creating my life with my thoughts my beliefs my actions and every human is doing the same whether they are aware of it or not but it's a co-creation we do with what we have we do with our circumstances we can change some of these circumstances but we cannot change everything around us like we cannot as i said earlier we cannot end war unfortunately not right now <laughs> i hope so <laughs> I, i wish for it but it would take more than me like i know i cannot but i can do my bit to contribute to what i want this world to be in that way it's a co-creation so i think it's very useful like if you want to create a life that is um, according to your desires your dreams like if you want to create loving relationships if you want to bring more art into your life if you want a fulfilling career then yes like looking at your belief system your recurrent thoughts your feelings and the actions you take every day this is super useful are they congruent with what you desire and if not how can you begin to make shifts shifts that will take you closer closer to what you want so really it's about you know accepting <laughs> accepting the things that we have no control over and at the same time being really mindful and take responsibility and take control <laughs> not in a controlling way <laughs> like a loving control <laughs> or what we can change and what um what we can create in this lifetime create for ourselves create around us uh, how can we contribute to a better world and how can we release um, people pleasing tendencies victim mindset and um, yeah and letting go of all of this anxiety shame guilt all of this toxicity that is really not helping not helping us and not helping our world if this episode resonates with you and if you've also had some similar experiences with manifestation or if you have some thoughts about this topic i would love to hear from you um you can you can reach me out on instagram and also by email i put the links in the show notes then if the idea of making shifts and working on your belief system your emotions your thoughts so that they can work for you instead of against you so that you can create more experiences that you like in your life and you would like support with that i'd love to connect for a session with my clients i work on subconscious reprogramming and also 
energy and creativity exercises or games. I like to call them games because it's easier to learn and make change when we play. That's it for today, my friends. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if it has inspired you, please share it around you. Also, if you feel called to it, please subscribe to the podcast and leave me a review. It really helps to spread the word out. All your questions are welcome. You can send them to me on Instagram at rim.creativenergy.com or email me via my website rimcreativenergy.com and don't worry, I'll share in the show notes exactly where to find me. Until next time, sending you loving creative energy.